Vitaichi, Panya i Panoviev, Kalainem Adchenko, Podcastu Shops Ores Preds. If you can guess what language that was read in, you will get a shout out on Twitter. <laughs> Amazing. This is going to be our new weekly challenge. We're going to kick off the pod in a new language, uh, and you will have to guess. Um, yeah, this is part of the CFL Global Initiative. Yes, it is. Thank you, Matt. Um, we're going to be doing something a little different this week, guys. You know, usually we do week in review, predict the upcoming week. But this week, what we're going to do, because so much crazy stuff happened in week 15, you know, the Bombers lost, BC ended its skid, beat the Stamps, Hamilton came alive, Saskatchewan can't stop losing. So what we're going to do is we're going to be predicting who is going to be playing playoff football this season and what their seeding is going to be. Then we'll talk. We'll obviously give you league leaders. We will predict week 16. We'll talk fantasy. Uh, but we're going to throw something different at, at you. Can everybody agree this is going to be fun? Matt, this Tyler. is going to be fun, and I'm prepared. This okay. is going to be a lot of fun. If you're not having fun, keep listening anyway. So, let's set the table. Going into week 16, only one team has clinched a playoff spot. That's the Bombers. This week, three teams can clinch this weekend, and Winnipeg has the ability to secure a home playoff game. Here are the scenarios. BC is the only team who doesn't need any help. They can clinch with a win, and a BC win over Calgary would also clinch the Bombers a home playoff game. If BC loses, they can also clinch if both Hamilton and Ottawa lose. Calgary can clinch with a win and a loss by both Hamilton and Ottawa. And finally, Toronto can clinch with a win and a Hamilton loss. So that's what we're looking at. Week 16, we got six weeks left until the playoffs. We're going to start in the Western Conference. And we're going to start with our three seed. Does that sound good to everybody? It sounds good to me. I it believe, does sound good. I believe. Now, I looked ahead at everybody's schedule. And I kind of... I predicted six weeks in advance how teams are going to finish out. Um, and Calgary is going to remain the three seed in the West. I've got that as well. Uh, especially if they, if BC wins this week, I think it is a, a guarantee. I mean, that's a that's a bet the farm. Yes. Um, Calgary does finish with Scatch twice though, which I think is a good team to finish against. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think. I have I have Calgary going four and one four and one in their last five, and I have BC going four and two in their last six. Uh, so both teams finish strong. Okay, yeah, I've got BC at three and three, and then okay. Calgary at three and two. Oh, um, okay. oh, that's, that's, that's I think BC. I I do think BC could finish stronger than that. Yes, um, but I don't believe that they'll finish worse than three and three, and. If they do finish three and three, you know, I, I, I don't know. 
that's what I've got, but I, I've got it very close. Um, yes. Oh, it's a, a really tight race yeah. in the West. I almost feel like it, it doesn't matter. And, I, you know, obviously you, you want it either in McMahon or at BC Place if you're, you know, those respective teams. But um, I, I wonder if getting hung up on that and chasing home field advantage yeah. might be a, a fool's errand for, for Calgary. Because I, I don't see them missing out on the play, you know, the playoffs. No, well, they certainly are not going to miss out on the playoffs. No, I, think, I don't see, I don't see that <laughs> yeah, happening. They're, they're either going to, you know, play in the West first round or the East first round. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's guaranteed at this point. So I wonder if it, it's not even a fool's errand to really well, go it's not guaranteed. As it. we said, they have not clinched yet. Okay. But I'm, I'm in the highly likely. <laughs> I'm not up in number Number land. I'm Tyler, in, I'm in the tell real me who world. you think is going to be the third seed in the West. I think it'll be BC, actually. Um, okay. So where do you see them stumbling along the way? They, they have two games against Winnipeg, and they play Calgary again. I'm, I'm kind of tipping my hand here on my pred. I, I think yes. Calgary is going to beat them this week. So that puts them within one game of each other. And then I think that just by strength of schedule, I think uh, Stampeders have an easier close to the season. Um so BC, I, I, BC plays yes. BC plays Winnipeg. They play Toronto. They play Winnipeg try twice. Play Toronto. Play an Elks team that looked much better this week. So I don't know what to get a read on that one. Um, but I just think that's a harder close to the season. And they're doing it with you know we'll give VA. I mean we can talk about we'll talk about the Calgary game. But um, it's not as if Calgary's offense is playing bad. It's defense is playing bad. And I I expect them to get the, yeah. that, them to figure that out quickly. So I I I. I see your logic the only thing i will say because i agree bc does finish you know with those three two of their final three against winnipeg but i'm thinking that we're probably going to see a bombers team that's resting starters absolutely at least one of those games absolutely that's why i actually think that that plays into bc's hand a little bit more as it seats yeah, if we were in a world where Bombers are charging towards the finish line, and maybe we end up like that, maybe they drop you know, a game to Skatch or Edmonton and they got to finish strong and then all bets are off. But I, I think the Bombers handle Skatch. I think they handle Edmonton. And so then you know, they're looking at a situation where I still think they beat BC once, but I think BC can nick one of those games off of Winnipeg just okay. because of the resting starters. I 100% agree. I think BC's last four games are actually going to be fairly easy because I see a clinched, certainly for um, certainly for the the last game of the season. Yeah. You know, if if BC's looking to, um, I mean, unless like O'Shea's like, okay, we don't want to see BC. We'd rather see Calgary. So if we beat BC. Calgary gets home field advantage. See, and I don't think he would like, ever put just, like that yeah, over I mean, the health the, of the team. Yeah, so I, they're going to, you know, if, if it comes down way. to it on October 28th, BC's yeah. going to come out all guns blazing and Bombers are going to be running the second squad. Yeah. So it seems that we're all in agreement that Winnipeg will maintain their first seed. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Is it even? Just, is it even? What what would have to happen? They'd have to just bottom out, basically. Well, if they went zero and four to finish, um, twelve and six. 
Yeah, so they would finish 12 and 6. Then, yeah, BC could finish 13 and 5 above them if they went like, if BC went 4 and 2. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't, see, but I don't see that happening. Although, who knows? Bombers they just put got in another, another performance like they did this past weekend. <laughs> get their doors blown off again. Yeah. Which what? that's, I think we're going to circle back. Let's, I want to skip over Sketch for now because I, I think we're going to talk about them when we're talking East. But let's just zero in on uh, the Elks. Uh, I don't see them uh, catapulting into playoff contention. But I think their final four games are home against Montreal, away against Winnipeg, home against Toronto, home against BC. I think, I think they go 2-2 two and two in, the, in those four games to finish the season 6-12. and 12. That is my prediction. And win a home game. Do we feel confident on that, guys? When, and then, and then, is it? Could the Riders lose the rest of their games? Absolutely. Would the El, Would the Elks get four if they, if, if if the Riders went zero and four? Yes, if the Riders went zero and four. Actually, I don't know what the tiebreaker is, I, but I, if the if the Riders went zero and four and the Elks went say two and two, yeah, um, then yes, they would finish the season tied. Listen, the Riders play Winnipeg, a Hamilton team that just beat up on Winnipeg. Calgary and Calgary. Calgary I, and Calgary. I, listen, it's not out of the it's not out of the it's not out of the question. And three or talk, four on the road. We talk about teams maybe that have settled into their playoff position by the yeah. end of the season. You know, maybe BC is depending on how their results go the next couple of weeks. Maybe that Week Twenty BC game. Maybe BC is not going all at it because they don't need to. If this yeah. is the Attitude Olympics, I'm taking the team that says it doesn't make sense why we're losing. We're such a good road team over the team that says we suck. He did say we suck, and then yeah, you you guys all see um, who is it? Nick Marshall, Matt, of course. Who are you referring to? This is this, we have constant problems with these brothers. These the guys are a problem. The Dickinson brothers are every time we a want problem. to let them off the hook. They give us another reason to talk down about them. Like you're, you're very, very, very much in playoff. Not even like I feel like it's it's a given. I don't Dude, know. It no, seem, it's not it, a given. It seems like yes, Saskatchewan has their hands on the reins, right? That the East is really, really down this year and got beat up enough in cross division play. That it's going to be very, very possible. Maybe some would say easy to get into that crossover spot. Way easier than previous years. Even years where crossovers have happened, it's been easier than any of those years. And to to oh. fumble it, so to speak, like this is the time where you say, "Oh yeah, like we have to go two and two. Like we're a fi- we could be a five hundred team. Like you don't have to say that specifically, but in your mind, all you've got to think is let's." Finish out 500, and let's just let's just, let's just go to the playoffs. You What's know? hilarious is Cody is playing so as his best football of the season, and somehow they're the absolutely most, they, they are the, they are the most unconfident in the team. He's the most unconfident <laughs> of the team at this point is when Cody is actually playing confidently at quarterback. Well, when you give up eight sacks to the Edmonton Elks, it's so bad. Uh, but no, here's a wild stat by the way: Cody Fajardo, 20 of 27 against the Elks. All seven incompletions were pass knockdowns. Whoa. He did not miss a receiver all game. 
That's wild. And they still lost. It's <laughs> incredibly demoralizing because big corn dog Taylor Cornelius is a baller. Um, is that what we're sticking? Is that what, is that what we're going with with the nickname? Big corn That's dog. That's what they call him. That's not my nickname. Oh they call boy, him the corn dog. <laughs> oh boy. Let's talk Eastern Conference. So right now, yeah, my favorite, my first, favorite conference: Montreal in second, Hamilton third, Ottawa fourth. In third in the East, I have the Hamilton Tiger Cats finishing the season 7-11, and 11, eliminating the crossover, and going to the playoffs. Wow. I, I, to do that, they have to finish 3-2, and two, and let me read you their final five games. At Montreal, home against the Riders, at Calgary, then a home-and-home. What did you have? Ottawa. Wait, you've, you've definitely got them winning. You this had you had Sketch going no. one and three. Did I have Sketch going one and three, and I have Hamilton going three and two. And so the and the tiebreaker is tie. If you were tied, there is yeah. no tiebreaker. Okay. The team in the division is the team that gets in the playoffs. That's crazy. I know, I know. But I, I mean, I, I found oh myself boy. Going, I I couldn't believe it when I was. Because if you had, if you had a talk, I mean, shit, for how long have we been saying since what? Since week four were we like, yeah, it's going to be a crossover. Yeah, the crossover was so foregone. And Sketch has just imploded before our very eyes. I mean, that's true. It seems unfathomable that there won't be a crossover this year the way we started. That Hamilton Tigers and Tiger Cats game in, in three weeks is just oh, it's huge. I mean, if, if it all depends on if Hamilton beats Montreal this week, which I kind of think that you're insinuating that you're betting because you kind of have to pred that one, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, but if they win, if they win that, and Sketch loses to Winnipeg next week, that is a de facto playoff game. Oh, man, it it can it will feel like that. It will feel like that, which is great because that's a rematch of Week One of the season when Sketch kind of defensively tore apart. I I think Hamilton misses out on the playoffs by one game. You think they go two and three? I think that's completely. I mean, I think yeah, they, I, I think they miss out. I think they finish in third. I think they are finished two and three. I think they. That's what I have. Yeah, and I and I think <laughs> yeah. they, they miss out on the playoffs. You guys didn't. You guys weren't drawn back in by the. No, the I mean, I, I no. That being said, Th- two and this two. is a four and nine Hamilton team. Hooch. <laughs> I, I feel Dane like I do have back. to repeat that. No, I I, I totally I mean, understand. They play Ottawa. They play. Hey, they play Ottawa twice. I, I, I listen. They could okay, easily. That they, is like John's. Your John. Your reasoning is spot on. Yes. Saskatchewan is running into a buzzsaw. Hamilton plays Ottawa twice. Yes. Like you're, everything you're, you're saying, but nothing. But nothing has made sense lately. Nothing should. I, I, <laughs> I just can't look at Saskatchewan, which, like, I, I, my mind won't let me do it. Yes. I can't say that Hamilton, who has sucked, but yes, this whole season, and Saskatchewan, who just kind of seemed like they needed to put the pieces together, or at any one time something was catastrophically wrong, you know, yes. like right now. Cody's playing great. Defense is playing okay. Offensive line is tragic. Swiss cheese. And then at other times, Cody's playing like garbage, but the defense is playing really well. It's always, in my mind, they're right on the cusp always. And I can't put a right on the cusp t- 
team. They are so ready to lose a home, under, a home playoff game. Yeah, so under a team that's just been garbage, except last week Dane Evans played well. But he did. It's play just well. difficult for me. I think. I think that. <laughs> I think that is logical. <laughs> See, now I'm in numbers land, and you're in reality. Like you, you what you're saying makes sense. Everything. Speaks to my heart. It really does. Like hit me deep. But I'm in number land where I just, you would <laughs> Hamilton think... is a 300 team. Yes. So, and in my mind, I still you. I think if you just like don't even look at stats, you look at that Saskatchewan roster and you say this is a playoff team. Totally. Their linebacking cores: Sankey, uh, Larry Dean. Their DBs. They're obviously their defensive line. You're like that's a playoff defense. You look at their skill positions. Even with the injury tomorrow, Hickson is a gamer. The receiving core. Fajardo has he has improved. I think he has improved over time this season. He's put in some good performances. But they just keep losing. They are losers. Yeah, but in my mind... It's the all the In my mind, I'm going. Going to Regina in my mind. (laughs) Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? So bad. Maybe just like a friend of mine. There you go. To hit me from behind. Yes, but I'm going right. to Re- Regina in my mind. I, Tyler's one hundred percent right. I just, I just think it's just looking at the logos of the teams. To Matt's point, it's <laughs> like I feel like I'm, I'm half in Numberland, half in Hartsville. Yes. Like my my mind is telling me that Saskatchewan it's like a dist- is a better okay, team. Here's a here's a Their good connection. Record is better. The Hamilton is bad. Yes. Their record is worse. Yes. But yeah, John, I think your like your scenario is a thousand percent believable. John, here's here's this. Thing. I, I'm, okay, not, I'm gonna I'm gonna change happen. the teams here and make you like see how Matt and I are thinking. Okay, I every, see every, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me just finish. Every year, okay. the, every year the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> every year they do it every year, and 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 but every time you look at that game, it doesn't matter if Cleveland is maybe like better or slightly this year, like and they have a chance at winning. Like you just see the Steelers logo on that, and you go, "Oh, the Steelers are going to win both of those games." Does it happen every year? Of course it doesn't. I, I but I just, totally, I, you just look at it like example, and I totally agree with what you're saying. But that being said, I just now this has changed from week to week. You know, a couple weeks ago it was the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and then they, you know, go and totally redeem themselves. But there is no team I have less faith in right now than the Inter- Saskatchewan. Wow, Rangers. that is a bold. Okay, all right. I feel like that is fair. I love I fire like take. They, I love fire I take. This I, pod is built on fire takes, so this is, this I don't, is good. No, see, that's the thing. I don't think that's fire. I don't think Saskatchewan has earned an ounce of trust. <laughs> but Hamilton has. I mean, to Matt's point, Hamilton. No, I'm not saying Hamilton has earned more. Well, yeah, but Hamilton has a, a much easier road yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just saying, but so I and I knew that this would be the big talking point because this is oh, yeah. the biggest up for grabs position. Is that third in the West? Will there be a crossover? You even now I I have Ottawa. Unfortunately, I think Ottawa's got a tough schedule. I have Ottawa finishing out the season two and four. 
Hey, let's, can, we give, can, we, can, we, can we give Ottawa some credit here? They've Shit, played, dude, you know I'm an Ottawa homer, they, but they, I, they just They don't played Toronto it. extremely close. They, Wait, okay. We'll they, cr- they, crunched the, they crunched the Alouettes. They, yeah. they, they, they beat the Elks, an improving yes. Elks team. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've looked, I mean, they're, they're in their best form that they've been all season right now. I would agree with that. I think that their schedule is just t- tough. You've got Toronto, which this week, I think they lose that. You have, they have to go to BC, I think they lose that. Then they have a home-and-home and a home-and-home home against Montreal and Hamilton. So I think they snag one of the home-and-home home games. But I think that leaves them 2-4. and four. Okay. Okay. E- that's no, because yeah, I no, no. I think their schedule is just a freaking tough final six games. Yeah, I think they're I, I, I think they're yeah. going to be the team that catches somebody slipping, and it might be BC. It might be some. It might be the Alouettes again. They, they might catch. Them no, slipping I because I think they can beat the Alouettes, and I think they can beat the Ticats, but they just, um, it's just a tough, tough final six games for them. Yeah. They're having a rough goal of it. They are having a rough goal of it. Okay, let's move <laughs> up the ladder. I see Montreal staying in second place. I have them finishing the season three and three. It's, good. it's pretty good for them, yeah. So they go home against Hamilton, away at Edmonton, home Ottawa, away Ottawa, and then home Toronto, away Toronto. Um, I th- So I just see them splitting it. And I see Toronto going three and three in their final six as well. Um, so I see both teams just staying exactly where they are. Toronto ends up the only team in the East with a winning record, but snags first at ten and eight. How do we? What do you guys see? Yeah, now? the the Owls are far enough away from Hamilton where I don't think that's even a concern. They're two ahead in the loss column and one ahead in the win column. I just don't. Yeah. So I, I think that's. I think they're far enough ahead, and I don't trust Hamilton and, to win. And they have a game in hand. Yeah. So. I think I think they're covered there. I do think that they finish with a, a losing record, so I agree with you. Whether that is going three and three or two and four, I think they finish with a losing record um, yeah. as the two seed. And uh, I guess because we're talking about the second, we'll talk about the Argos. Um, I think the Argos don't are kind of be in the situation in the last two weeks where they don't need to think their their top seed is clinched. Mm-hmm. Now, Toronto's a team where there's teams like like Winnipeg, I say, can afford to maybe take the foot off the gas yeah. going into the playoffs. I don't know if Toronto's a team that should do that. No, you are you're totally agreed. You are 10 and 8. You still have kinks to work out. You can't just be like, <laughs> ah, we're in, no, kind of slap the hands together. They are a team that still needs to figure it out. Okay, so I do think that they play hard through the end of the season. I do, don't think this is a situation where they clinch well, the top Well, and they're playing games. Montreal in their final two, so they Correct. have to play hard. Yeah. Because they have the team right behind them. So I, I think the schedule plays into Toronto finishing the season with everything they got. Yep. Matt, what say you? I've got the exact same uh, washout so as, as you do. Uh, both, both teams going three and three. Uh, yeah, I see the Argos beating the Red Blacks losing the Stamps and Lions, beating the Elks, and then dropping one of the two yes. against the Owls. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. And, yeah, I, I, mean, I think the the two teams are close enough that um, having a two-game gap is 
you know, is just kind of uh, almost insurmountable from a floor and ceiling perspective. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like Toronto's not going to go 0 and 6, nor are they going to go 6 and 0. And, I, and then Montreal is, I think, the, you know, If they were to go for you know Toronto two and four Montreal four oh, he's and in, two he's in, he's in Mathland he's doing it's, math. I got, I'm in number I'm in, in number, number land, land again big you know uh, uh, I don't I, in, uh, I, I don't line. know I don't know who has well, that would be interesting but I, I guess I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm much more uh, I'm much more comfortable seeing them be the the about five hundred teams they are through the rest of the season and then Montreal having, you know, dropped a, a few games early on when they were still working stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And Montreal is on, I would say, a mini heater mm-hmm. with, you know, in their last four, they've got a win against Winnipeg. They've got a win against Hamilton. They lost against Ottawa, which sucked and then obviously they beat the brakes off of bc which is a very impressive win in week 14 um, but i think we all know that that, that bc team was um, quite depleted quite depleted so but I, I i like i think you know i think the east is definitely up for grabs come playoff time anybody can beat anybody they've all beat each other i have I high think. hopes for montreal in the playoffs of the two seed Really? Explain. Based on I, what? <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear this. I love it. <laughs> I just think I just think they have the best receiver in the CFL. Yes. And it's gonna be it's it's gonna be cold. It's gonna get colder. And, and they, they added a nice friend for him. And is yes. that is that Willie Stanback's music we hear? <laughs> what if he's healthy? And that's dude, what, that's ex- that's kind of what I'm insinuating. If he if he if that would make me. That would make me pay attention. That would be sick. I don't know if they're trying to keep... They're probably mums the word on that. They probably don't want to know anybody to know nothing about that, to be honest with you. They they want to keep that under wraps. I, if, I, if, I were the, if I was the organization, I would not be saying... I would be saying as minimally as possible. And made an impact in the playoffs, I would cry. I think that he comes back. It's been... It's been he's expected a, to come back, is he not? We don't hear anything, but I also think they're not saying anything. You don't call? We hear nothing? <laughs> Give us some information. Um, I agree. And what's, I've been saying I monitor weeks. the Willie Standback situation. I'm telling you, in like two to three weeks, monitor the that situation. The whispers. Was, I, I, for me, like the big thing I'm looking for, beating the dead horse. I, I think it's Toronto. I don't really have faith in the other guys, but I want one of these teams. One of these teams. Over, there's still six weeks to go. Yep. I want at the start of the playoffs to say, I can see this Eastern team making a competitive Grey Cup game. Yep. That's all I want. If and not and Mike like, Jones, like, if, like a Mike Jones, Eugene Lewis... Jake Weineke front line rivals BC as the you know and any and Calgary as as the best receiver core. And now if you also add oh, Jake Weineke 
Where has he been all year? Now, if you had wouldn't, back wouldn't, wouldn't it be Willie, just like that though for him like, to show up? That Would, is that's scary. Montreal has potential. They just don't have an. I mean, obviously, we've been saying this. All dun, Hey, if you consider everything Don't that's happened, to, if you consider everything that's happened in Montreal this season, the, the the dumb firing of the coach, the VA the VA injury, Trevor Harris thrust in the starting spot, Stanback going out week one, you know. No, I know. I mean, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of bulletin board material at Montreal. You have should, guys who are like you know like Tyson Philpot, a rookie. He's coming on strong as a game breaker. I think Hergy Maiola can always make plays. Reggie White Jr.'s been hit or miss, but then, yeah, you have Lewis, who's always going to be the guy. But, yeah, if you had that two-headed monster in Lewis and Wieneke, like we expected, I would be a lot more high on Montreal. I just, that it's it's not... Listen, I'm not, so, I'm not so high that I'm picking them to win the division. I'm just saying, if, let's, let, if the let's chips fall it. a certain way around the end of the season and they have a certain player back... In the playoffs, it could be very interesting. All right, guys. Here's here's a hot fire quiz. This is shocking to me. How <laughs> many games this year does Jake Weineke have more than five catches? Two. None. None. <laughs> no games. The man has 337 yards and one touchdown. I drafted if him like pretty high. If you, had have, if you had have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have assumed he missed 10 games. <laughs> and tough. even then, I think he would have had more than that. One of the weirdest things we Dalton's shown only one white receiver can catch that many touchdowns in this year. We talk about this. there can be only one. We talk about this every week, and yet we don't talk about it enough. The fall off of Jake Winnicky this season. I told you his pants, his powers were all transferred to Dalton Schoen. Dalton Schoen <laughs> is Jake. Dalton Schoen is just Jake Winnicky. So every year a different receiver is going white to be receiver. Like a white receiver. Let's be very, 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 let's be very clear with Sorry, what I'm saying. Sorry, my, my apologies. Just, uh, all right. And a white, a white receiver that we do not even know the name of in this podcast. Which is season. why they had to we'll, we'll have, we'll have like 10 touch or, We'll have like 10 or 11 touchdown catches. Okay. Well, that's an interesting, we'll see if that trend uh, continues going forward. Guys, so as it shakes out, we've got a few, little bit of dissension. But I want to get final because we had a lot of arguing there. So my final Eastern bracket is going to be the one seed Toronto, three two seed Montreal, three seed Hamilton, and you two have Toronto, Montreal, then Sketch. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Hmm. I can't wait to I can't wait to see it. Either one is going to produce just incredible action come playoff time. But. That is it for our first segment of the day. Well, I guess we we do have a disagreement just to confirm on the other side as yes. well. You guys, I think, or Tyler thinks that uh, Calgary will jump BC for the yes. two seed. I do. Um, I'm here telling you that won't happen. And I'm with John. This is the thing with Calgary. They should play Bo Levi Mitchell. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> no. No, here's really the t- thing with Calgary. Um, They've disappointed. So they disappointed in big games. They really oh, have. Okay, no, I was gonna bring this. They they haven't disappointed in, Tyler. Oh, Let they me played push close. back on that. They played close. They're having a tough time winning close games. But dig this. I didn't do all the research. Um, I can do that after the pod. But this is particular to BC and Calgary. 
which is appropriate. They're the two teams fighting for second and third place. Okay. BC, they have three losses this year by a combined 49 points. Calgary's five losses are by a combined 19 points. They have two seven-point losses to um, Winnipeg. They have then a two-point loss to Winnipeg, and then a two-point loss and a one-point loss to BC. It's crazy. So, yes, they have struggled, but again, they're also their five losses are against the two best teams in the league. So it's it's a shame that the West is just going to tear itself apart in the playoffs. It'll be great entertainment, um, but I definitely and I don't I don't like like watching this. a Black Widow rip the head off her 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 partner something like that. Yeah, I don't because this whole exercise in predicting the playoffs has got me thinking, and I don't like saying this because I I think that's just the the way things are. You know, divisions are the way they are, and then you meet in the Grey Cup. But man, you feel like that whoever loses that Western final, you're just like, God, you should, let's just do a rematch next week. <laughs> let's just combine, do an aggregate score. Unless it's Saskatchewan. Which in that case, they can, of course, go F themselves. You know, I could care less about Saskatchewan. Ouch. No, I'm joking. That was a reference to a DM I received from a former writer. <laughs> you guys can guess who that is. <laughs> I honestly we talk, had, we I had to look it up. I thought that the USFL no. had folded. <laughs> no, no, we cannot talk about that on the pod. Can we please it talk is, about that on the pod? Did you guys? I did. I thought that had come out by the time you guys recorded last week. No. Oh, we talked about yeah, Marino getting dropped. We, he wants yeah. Tyler wants to talk about Marino lack of grammar in when he messaging me back but no garrett marino is uh, no he tyler he plays in the usfl like the man is struggling enough yes <laughs> i hope he listens to this pod yeah uh, i'll all send him <laughs> yeah garrett marino definitely listens to this podcast tyler yeah, he bitch. could he could care less <laughs> He it's could careless. You gotta put the emphasis on care. Yes. He could careless. What a clown. Okay. Let's move on. Let's Maybe a talk, little hiss at the end there too. Let's talk league leaders. Uh passing Booms. yards leader. Uh your future MOP Zach Caleros, three thousand five hundred and seventy eight. I know. It feels terrible. It should still go to Rourke, but it will be Zach Caleros back to back. Russian yards leader Kadeem Carey with 773. Jalen Acklin leading with receiving yards with 1,025. And still Lorenzo Malden with 12 sacks on the season to lead. Quick shout out, and it benefited him because he was playing Saskatchewan. Um, so, I, 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 you know, I've really gotten into this sacks leader race this year uh, just because it's been great action. Jake Ceresna of the Elks has flown up the list. He's in fourth place with eight sacks. He tallied four sacks the last three weeks. And here is something I think we should look out for. Calgary plays Saskatchewan twice to end the season. I think Sean Lemon, who's currently sitting in, uh, I think, second with 10 sacks, I think you could see him jump to the top of the list simply because he's playing an offensive line that doesn't actually know how to pass protect. <laughs> so something to keep an eye on as we just head to the think about final, it. end of the season to see who the sack leader will be. With that being said, 
let's get into week 16 preds. Hamilton at Montreal to kick off the week. They've split the season series so far, both teams winning at home. Tyler, you are in first. Who do you think wins this one? Oh, boy. This is a tough one. This is a, is. Actually, is all, all three games this week are kind of tough, to be honest. They with you. are. Um, I'm going to pick the Montreal Alouettes. Okay. Simply because I've not seen Hamilton be consistent doing anything all season. So I, I, while I am impressed by the Dane performance... I have to look at it pragmatically and say this is a, this was a one-off until I'm proved otherwise. That is the that is a smart smart way of looking at it. Peter agrees with you. He's picking the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, I, however, have allowed myself to get sucked in to the Hamilton comeback. Um, Dane Evans throwing. Over 300 yards, five touchdowns in week uh, 15. Um, I love it. I thought it was awesome, and I just want it to continue because I really, I think, main thing is this would, you know, kickstart their way into keeping the Riders out of the playoffs. So I'm going to pick the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Tyler, I think you convinced me to pick Hamilton. I don't know. <laughs> I just like rude. <laughs> well, dude, you're so you're so far on the basement at this point. I mean, you just you got you got to throw the dice. Yeah, that's true. Matt's because I have had the exact same reasoning why I was going to pick the Alouettes. Like it make I I, I agree with you 100. percent I texted earlier that I was going to pred the Alouettes, but but I just I feel like it's too easy. It seems too easy. <laughs> <laughs> that just like we talked about in the standings debate, Hamilton is a 300 team. Dane Evans had ha- has had a- an good game, and why would I expect that to continue? But then nothing makes sense in the CFL. So Dane also plays better then, when it's cold. We now know, I'm also that. now I've talked myself back into the Alouettes. So I will be picking the, the Alouettes. Okay, that was amazing. You're really gonna make me stand alone after all I that. Am. Yep. Wow, that was a that was a that was a whirlwind. I don't think you'll be standing alone on the next one. Okay, let's see. Toronto at Ottawa. The last time these two teams played, Ottawa tried to give it away. Um, uh, we all know Toronto doesn't close particularly well. Um, but as I'm the first to make my pred here, I want to make it known that I believe in the Toronto Argonauts. And I think it's clear from Can I get some credit game. as the first believer in the Toronto Argonauts? Can I get a little you credit? Can get some credit. Yeah, credit, 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 credit where credit is due. I think the last game, although Toronto let it get close, Toronto is clearly the superior team. Yeah. They just need to play and execute like it in the red zone and score touchdowns. Yep. I have Toronto winning. Matt? I've got Toronto winning. They're uh, the, the better team between the They're two. They're better. See, this one say... I'm not going to think about too much. Yeah. This one I'm just going to... Yeah. Toronto is going to win the East. They're going to have... You know, they're going to keep rolling on. Yes. Red Blacks yeah. are bad. You want a little shocker here? The yes. Toronto-Ottawa line is the same as the Hamilton-Montreal line. What is that? Uh, 
Toronto and Montreal favored by two and a half points. This game feels so much easier to predict. If if, if anything, Matt, that you're, that... you're you're concerned about the like trap. I feel like this is more of the trap. Like, what do you mean? Why is it only two and a half points? Like, what's going on here? That's so, interesting. But I feel I don't like know. this. I feel like if if Toronto if Toronto gets trapped by this, that would be so like them. But that would be so infuriating. They need yeah. to just win a game. Go in. And just be commanding the whole time. Not saying they need to win. Not saying anybody scores. needs to win by thirty points. Not saying anybody. Win by three scores. Come on. But but if they but if they could just you know keep the game, get a double digit lead, you know yes. a ten a ten or fourteen point lead, and just yes. keep them at arm's length and never really let them get back within more than like a touchdown, that would be a, a success. Toronto is not a team that, that that's going to blow anybody out. They just aren't. They're not built like that. But they do grind teams down, and they just need to like jump out to it and just grind them down. Yes. So yeah, I'm also predicting Toronto. So okay, Peter is also predicting the Argonauts. Now we get to the final game of the week. <sighs> game of the and week, guys. Game of this week. game is gonna be a knockout. It's gonna be amazing. Anyone? Okay, I was referencing the Lucky Whitehead, Cameron Judge fight that happened on the field at the end of their (laughs) last game, Um, which we can talk about if we want to, but I think all that's pretty much Is this game a Cameron Judge revenge game? As he's not playing, no. And as he was the puncher, (laughs) I think it would be a Lucky Whitehead revenge game, if anything. Um, But Matt, kick us off with your prediction. Uh, I saw... A wild stat. Did you guys see this today from, I think it was uh, Ferguson? Nope. The, let me see if I can pull it up here. Bear with me. Keep it. Don't touch that dial. His stat was, unless Danny Austin was the one who tweeted it out. Well, I'll do it from, from memory. The... No, it was Danny Austin. Okay, well, I, I like both. Both good guys. Both guys both are very nice guys. The winning um, records thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the winning record, so the old, two two quarterbacks with winning records against the Calgary Stampeders are Zach Caleros and Vernon Adams. It's incredible. And they're like, uh, Caleros was something like, what? Caleros is 8-5 and five and VA is 4-2. Four 4-2. And two. Four and two. The remaining seven starting quarterbacks are 3-23-2. Um, that just sums up the Stampeders' season, though. Yeah. Like, they just are having a tough time against the top dogs, but just crushing everybody else. Yeah, so I, I think... I, I am selecting BC in this one. I don't feel confident in it. I'm very excited for this game. Um, I think this, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we've really seen a QB pop off against the, uh, the Stampeders. Well, so apart from Nathan Rourke, right. Their, their meeting in that yes. second half of that game. But, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know that they're, but I guess I don't know that any quarterback this season other than Nathan Rourke really pops off. I feel so like that's fair. Um, yeah, but I, I think BC will do it again this week. I like it. Tyler? It's Calgary. Reasoning? So they have a better quarterback, and their defense can play 10% better. Okay. 
and that's it. I mean, they they essentially held the. It's this was a weird one for me. Their loss because they essentially held the pass attack in check. Wow, I don't know. Vernon was pretty dang uh, accurate. You got to give him credit for that. Yeah, but I mean, look, okay. I'm just I'm giving them credit by saying that you know that that is a down game for them. Like for that for 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 them that is an okay game. Like he, he no touchdown passes less than 300 yards. Like that's if you're if you're the Calgary defense like against their against the BC wide receiving court that's pretty good. Um, not good rush defense. Tell you that. Not good rush defense. No. Um, and like I said, they they have the better quarterback. I mean, Mayer is another great game. Not turning the ball over. You know, 300 yards and three touchdowns. He looked good. It's one of those, it's a weird one. I, I wish Kadeem Carey got more carries. Still, I, I still think that ten carries. I've heard that somewhere before. I, I just think ten carries is not enough. Uh, I don't understand. I, I just here's truly a serious do. question. Do you think we're ever going to accept that they just will not give, they won't prioritize the run game? I think I, after two I, se- like I think after two seasons, I, I yeah, I, I, I basically feel like one I, and a half I, seasons, one and two third seasons. No matter how much evidence stacks up that that's the case, I refuse to accept that it's anything but an accident that Kadeem Carey doesn't have sixteen carries a game. It's just so strange. It, it would be. It would just it would, so strange. Even when he had, when he's averaging six, seven, eight yards a carry, they're like, eh, you know, they like. It's. I mean, I just think it's. It's either deliberate, which I've insinuated, or it's just a blatant like disregard for. Well, it's obviously deliberate. I don't think it's nefarious. Okay. But it is deliberate. Yeah, the dude is averaging six point seven yards. Here's, okay, here's here's a theory. Here's a theory. They know how good he is, and they know if they give him too many carries, he he'll put up the stats that justify like maybe going getting like MOP and then going to uh t- to the U.S. to play in the NFL. Like he'll get a contract there. So That's maybe they're that is way too galaxy brain for me, but That's I love it. Conspiracy. I <laughs> thought you were going to keep it within the CFL. I thought you were going to say <laughs> yeah. get a big contract. Like like B, like contract. next year, like next year, if, if Rourke comes back, like BC will like only let him pass like twenty times a game. <laughs> that is something I've never considered, but it makes complete sense. Okay, I will. First of all, I think that the Aaron or the Cameron Judge, geez, almost said Aaron Judge. Congrats on 60, by the way. Uh, the Cambridge's suspension is pretty serious. He is Calgary's leading tacker, or leading tackler. Um, but, you know, and I think in a contest where both games between these, two se- between these two teams this season have been decided by a combined three points, um, stuff like that matters. Um, like I said, Calgary, unfortunately, has just lost a lot of close games this season, and I think they lose another close game. I think BC gets it done. I think You don't think the law of averages says that Calgary's due to win one of these close games? Uh, is that a, I thought that, is that a Canadian law? Ooh. Nothing Newton's Does law. that law transfer north of the border? Yeah, um... No, I think that this is going to be, you know, I don't know what to expect. I think there's a really good chance that there's like a brawl in the first quarter. So we do have to be prepared for that and a bunch of players to get kicked out uh, and then all bets are off. But I think this is just going to be a wild, wild game uh, that I can't wait. I can't wait for it, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. There's no doubt about that. 
but I, but I think BC gets the job done. And with that, oh, and Peter thinks Calgary wins the game. So am I really all on my own right here? Oh, no, Matt, you picked BC. I did, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. How does that make you feel better? Because I like to have company. Oh, I love it. Listen, going out on a limb is how, you know, I've built two seasons of good preds. It's good to go out on a limb. That's how you get Going out on a limb with me is what I would. That's that's no limb you want to be on. Let's transition to something that I'm doing well at, which is fantasy. Talk to the people, Matt. Uh, fantasy uh, went great for John and poorly for me, and now I'm fighting for my life again. Fighting uh, for my life? <laughs> I really thought I had this one not wrapped up. I did not feel confident I was going to catch you, John, but I did feel confident enough that I was going to keep it up and, and keep a buffer between Tyler and I, but um, I've seen that buffer disappear almost entirely. Uh, and meanwhile, you went out and had a heck of a week um a huge game from tim white uh but you also had great games uh from fernan adams reggie bagleton brian burnham um obviously this could have been a amazing week if kadeem carey ever got the ball but you ended at 94.7 and then right behind you with another uh you had three guys tyler in the 20 point range um 91.9 and then i peter did have uh 0.2 points on me but we were basically right there even um 54.8 and 55 uh for me and peter respectively and what that means is john you're way out ahead um one uh, 1174.2 and then i'm behind you at 1092 even and then tyler you are uh 5.9 points behind me 1086.1 um and then you're you've got 130 points on peter so he's he's out of it um but yeah so now tyler and i are really brawling it out so this will be an interesting last six weeks i'm not confident at all um i will have my running backs both back this week so <laughs> that'll be fun yeah that's we do have another three game week so line, I I actually don't don't have to change my lineup at all, because somehow like or I sorry I got to put the Toronto defense in because the Elks are out, but yeah I think I might just roll with the exact same show and it's gonna be great. I'm excited. Tyler, how does it feel that you won't be the double champ? <laughs> uh, I I am a back to back though. And that feels nice in something. So, Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I mean, you haven't won fantasy yet either, so let's... Uh, fair enough. All right. I think... I think uh, I, I'm not saying that I'm the one that I would be likely to catch you. I think I think Matt has a better... Based on the roster, Matt has a better chance of catching you. Um, I think I'm comfortably in third. I don't think Peter will get... Oh, I don't think... You know what? I've been, 50 I, points of me. If we all just stop setting our lineups... Do you... Good, and got zero points a week, do you think Peter would be able to catch any of us? No, because he'd also be not setting his lineup. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. We don't tell Peter. And we just, <laughs> do you think he would ever, you know, set it one week, get a hundo, and gain some ground on us? I, 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 find I, that I can't see it happening. All right. Fantasy is very tough for me this season when 
uh, Winnipeg is not playing. Yeah, you do have a Winnipeg-heavy team. I feel bad. Dude, did you guys think Greg Ellingson was going to be out this long? I, do you, do you think not, that like, they're holding him They're out? not even talking about him anymore. He's not listed on – he's not even at practice. God. He's not on their injury reports. He was that, supposed to be back week 13. That is just crazy. Yeah, I'm, so just gonna I'm, set, I'm, I'm just going to set my lineup right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm most surprised that I – yeah, he's not even – he's not even there. I, I, like, I was worried – I am worried about him because I was looking it up last week and I was like, okay, what is the story more glory? But he's not on the injury report. He's not on the in-out list. He, he's nowhere to be found is on rosters. Is he not on the injured reserve at all? He might be. Let me go to the... Um, let me see. He might still be on the... I, I mean, in terms of... Um, yeah, I think he's on the sixth game. Yeah, he's on the sixth game, but it's... You know he's not on the injury report, so they're yeah. not even tracking yeah, they're him. They're not even. He's not practicing. DNP. He's not even a DNP. Yeah. Interesting. That yeah. was I never would have. Because when did he go out? Week five. No, later than that. Uh, he went out and came back, but um, yeah. I think it was about week. Very sad. Yeah. He was balling. He was I'm taking the positive balling. Jake Weineke energy, and I'm putting him in the lineup this week. Yes, Dude, that is hell yeah, insanity, <laughs> insanity. All well, right. it's, it's him. It's him or it's him or Kamar Jordan, who's hurt. So don't so, put Kamar Jordan in. <laughs> I, yeah, so it's Kamar. It's it's. Uh, it I think it's actually. I, I actually think I have no other choice than to play him. So this is good. That's that's what you DM him that and say. Hey, I got no other choice. Do it for me. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we trail off in the conversation let's tell these people that they can find us wherever they listen to their podcasts they can tweet us at shups and preds email us shups and preds at gmail.com um, we look send us positive reviews only on apple or spotify and uh yeah we'll talk to you all next week love it peace out ciao peace